paired up with um, some research at a university, taking it and trying to under- understand and do sentiment analysis and really figure out how to drive attribution, whether it's you know decreasing our R&D cycle or something like that to drive real value into companies. Today, they're a team of 10 people based out there in California, launched the company in 2018. They're doing about five grand per month right now in revenue from a couple early customers. They raised about 250 grand, currently raising another 500 grand on a convertible note. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Dmitry Pavlov. He is a product leader on a mission to use technology to understand each other better. Over a decade of nose-to-tail experience in Silicon Valley, he's, uh, that's enabled Dmitry to hone a distinct data-driven vision and cultivate an, ap- an uh, aptitude for creating dramatic category growth. Before, he, he had prior leadership roles at ADP, Duda Conduit, Wellsphere, and Tyra Wireless. Dmitry, are you ready to take us to the top? Let's go to Olympus Mons. All right, man. I love that. Stitched Insights. What's the company do and uh, and what is the revenue model? How do you plan to make money? Totally. Stitched Insights is actually transforming the ways that companies are using customer data currently. So we're a machine learning engine and we're capturing the underlying thoughts and emotions from customer data. And we're actually helping large companies right now gain billions of dollars worth of insights to help them influence how customers actually feel about their brand rather than just the express content. Okay. Uh, and we're actually monetizing this through uh, through a couple of ways. We, we found some early traction with some telecoms and some CPG companies. And we actually have a, a, a pretty simple, straightforward model where we charge 25K a quarter for, uh, for one data stream. So we can basically, with, with additional 5K per additional data stream, uh, a, a data stream would be something like internal uh, customer support tickets, like a data lake, or something like customer uh, reviews. So we're actually an evolution kind of of what NLP and sentiment analysis is. Uh, and our technology comes from actually a lab uh, called the World Wellbeing Project at the University of Pennsylvania. Um, and we can jump into that in a minute here. Yeah, and no, I'd love to. You mentioned earlier, though, I want to understand how early are you said on before the call, you are really early. What are you doing today in terms of, of revenue per month? Totally. So we have a number of SOWs out right now with Fortune 100 and 500 folks. Uh, we've gone through some really, really solid early stage POCs w- with some of these guys, and they're now, you know, expanding into into pretty large pilots. We have some uh, recurring MRR, but it, it's it's way south of of you know wh- where we need to be at this point. Yeah, we're aiming for a 50k MRR within the next about 12 months or so. When will you hit like 10k? You think? Uh, 10k probably is coming right around the corner uh, within the next quarter. I, I think we'll be able to do that. Okay. Um, yeah. So so what you're at like four or five ish right now, something like that. Yeah, it's around there. Yeah. By the way, every $100 million company today started at nothing per month. So this just means when I have you on in a year, I'll be, look, I'll say, look, I had him when he had nothing. This is great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. totally. So good. Um, That's great. And and the 5000 right now you're doing per month, that's across how many customers? Uh, so we have, uh, we're mostly on SOWs right now. We have a couple of the early customers that we had when we launched in beta about a year ago. Uh, and they're still ongoing on the on the previous platform. So this newer platform that we just launched is is actually you know way more substantial and, and it costs a lot more. As well. Yeah, yeah, no, that's great. I mean, by the way, that's typical. But but how many of the early folks do you have on? You're talking like three or four or five, something like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, a couple. Okay, good. And then, um, are you going to force them into a higher price plan? This is a big thing everyone always hits when they're early. Is do you move them up? No, right. So actually, we started with aiming at startups initially. So we we partnered with GSV Labs. Here, actually, we're a portfolio company of GSV Labs. Oh, okay. And, yeah, and they they have a number of really cool startups here that we started working with and and kind of launched the beta version of our product. 
Uh, we did that for, for a number of months. And then we realized that, you know, in this ecosystem with the, all the corporate partners around here, you know, in-house actually here, we have amazing folks like uh, GE Appliances and 3M and, and really Times of India and big corporations. So we realized, hey, there's a, there's a pretty good opportunity to condense our sales process here and actually go through, uh, go through large companies and actually do, do some POC that way. And we, we launched a couple of really early, uh, just bare bones products that were able to capture internal data. And we used our, en- our engine basically to look at uh, reviews. We looked at things like uh, internal customer support tickets. And we were able to actually just really easily show insights that these teams really didn't think we can get to. Uh, what we're doing essentially is like automating market research in a sense, where we can understand the entire space of everything that customers care about. Uh, with our engine, basically the not just the express things, but the things that make them anxious, the things that make products really sticky. Uh, and this this came out of the project, the the world well-being project originally that looked at psychological states from people rather than the expressed uh, content. Mm-hmm. Per se. I want to dive more into that in a second, but round out the economics for me. So you ra- you raised capital. It sounds like how much total? Yeah, we're we're a little over a quarter million right now, just from private investments. Um, we're actually raising a, a five hundred convertible note right now. Um, basically to help us finish off some of these larger pilots and go into kind of loud commercial mode. And, and how many folks on the team? Is it just you and the co-founder or just you or? Uh, no, we actually have a quite a, quite a good team here. Um, we have, uh, Dr. Johannes Eichstadt, who's uh, heading up our data science team. Uh, we have Andy who's on our, who's, who's our CTO as well. Uh, we have a team of about 10 or 11 folks now. We actually just had one of our uh, key advisors, uh, c- come in and participate in, in a more kind of a leadership role as well. And everyone's uh, in California. Yeah, actually, most of us in California, half the folks are in the leadership roles are just doing this out of the goodness of their heart for the past like 10 plus months. Um, Some of the more entry level folks, uh, some of the data scientists and engineers are are on a salary. Okay, got it. But everyone in California there? Uh, Yeah, like 80 plus percent of us. We have yeah, one of our folks actually up in in Peru right now, I think, or Machu Picchu somewhere over there. Oh, cool. Uh, And, And this year is year one or when did you launch the idea? Uh, conceptually, we started working on this actually a couple of years ago. Uh, so Dr. Johannes and his team started the the lab to develop this a number of years ago, f- over four years ago. And they've been developing this, and this is now peer-reviewed on their end. Um, and they've actually worked with the CDC and the UN to help identify health risks in third world regions. And we've been on our side developing this these kind of methods for a couple of years now. And we actually launched Stitched Insights at the beginning of this past year. So we're about 10 or so months into it. Yeah, yeah, very good. So 2018 launch date. And then walk me through getting your first kind of proof of concept, okay, kind oh, yeah. of going out, right? How did you get and how did you convince that first person to let you try this? Yeah, that was actually really interesting. Part of our go-to-market strategy that we figured out, we've actually worked with a lot of really cool teams here around the Bay. Um, you know, IBM Watson actually has, has been really, really useful for us. Uh, we've, we've worked with some folks on that team and they helped us actually frame a really clean go-to-market strategy. Uh, basically we have external data immediately now, and and we actually targeted product teams that have things like competitive reviews. So for our first actually POC, a large scale POC we did for a fortune 100 customer was, uh, we looked at under sink water filters, but hold on. How did you get in touch with that person though? First, right? Fair enough. Fair enough. So uh, that, that was through our advisory network. So GSV labs is actually on our board as well as well. and, And they own a piece of equity. Um, Alec Wright is who's their CIO, chief innovation officer. He's on our board as well. Uh, we also have Tom Kalinsky, who's uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Tom. He was the CEO of Sega of America uh, in the 90s. He basically introduced Sonic the Hedgehog and brought that company into several billion dollars. He's also responsible for Barbie, for He-Man, for Flintstones, Vitamins, all, all these really iconic brands. 
Um, and these guys have amazing, amazing networks and we're able to kind of make some really nice early introductions for us to validate some of our kind of early assumptions. And the very first thing that we did is kind of tried to do a super, super bare bones, just the simplest kind of project that we could do. And we delivered a, an interactive dashboard basically that had uh, something like 10 broad insights. And the team that we found was actually recommended to us uh, through one of our advisors, basically. And we said, hey, what we can do is we can pull external reviews, a sample of about 12,000 reviews from Amazon, and we can go into that product team, the Undersink Water Filter team, and actually give them insights about their own customers that they didn't have. They, so what we're able to do is kind of like validate and replace. Mm-hmm. Um, so where, so we, how are you getting, uh, so part of this like feels like you strike me as someone that's extremely well-rounded, extremely well-educated. There's a kind of doctor component to this, right? So it feels very like official and to the point, but like make this like dumb this down for me, make this extremely real. When you say like capture people's emotions, it sounds and feels very pie in the sky to me. Like oh, give totally, me a very yeah. practical example. Yeah. So I'll. To, to set the context, actually, I think it'll be helpful to, so the, the original point of this, of this technology was to look at survey methodologies being used by folks like the CDC, Center for Disease Control. And what the CDC would do is if they wanted to predict a region's susceptibility to disease, like Miami's risk for heart disease, what the CDC would do is they'll go out and they would survey about a thousand people to get statistical confidence, takes a bunch of time, a bunch of money. So what Dr. Johannes and his team did is they developed a new set of machine learning and essentially an evolution of natural language processing methods that are able to look at the linguistic structure and the syntax uh, of text. And by simply looking at tweets, they were able to significantly outpredict the CDC for things like uh, things like we were able to predict things like is the person depressed? Is the person anxious about something? Are they influenced by social factors like their family or are they more influenced by social factors like their friends? Um, and what we realize is there's a really, really beautiful application for this technology in the consumer space. We can look at what customers are telling businesses in customer support requests, in reviews, and we can actually understand uh, a whole new different way of understanding how severity works. So if somebody, for instance, reports, hey, these three things are broken. So for, for our first POC for this undersink water filter that we did, uh, a really neat thing came out that people were telling, uh, telling the company that, hey, installation is really critical to us. Uh, the water flow is also really important and how the, how much the water tastes uh, is also super important. As a product manager, you have to figure out, okay, which one of those three do we actually do we actually focus on? What's the most important thing to our customers? And previously, what we can do is we can look at, you know, word counts. We can look at like TFIDF, term frequency to inverse document frequency, which is useful up to a point directionally. But really, you're not understanding what are the underlying causes? How do they feel about what they're saying? So what we're able to do is actually look at those three issues and say, actually, you know what? People are way more anxious about installation not working out than anything else. And the thing that actually is predictive of a positive experience is a positive installation, right? We can actually understand with our value, with the Pearson product efficient, how how predictive of something is, is an experience, right? And this is kind of new in the space. And what we're doing is we're looking at things like internal customer support requests. And we have we have actually on the telecom side, uh, they, they have hundreds of thousands of calls coming in. And an agent has to look at this call and say, hey, uh, this is an issue or this is not an issue. This is, this is important or it's not. What we can do is because we actually collect data externally, anything that's open source, we look at things like reviews and competitor reviews. And what we're able to actually find is that if an agent says, eh, this may be not an issue, we can say, actually, this one issue represents about 20% of the total issues your competitors are experiencing. So this is going to be a really severe issue. And furthermore, we can actually catch that before issues come into these companies. So we can start predicting away really severe issues that they will experience. Uh, 
And on top of that, we can actually understand if a request is coming in, if it's an anxious person really telling, telling you something, we can route that person to an agent that handles anxious people really well, right? We can, we can understand kind of the, the underlying intent behind this. Yeah. We actually kind of have a framework for thinking about it, but yeah. Yeah. No, look, it's, it's interesting. I, you know, for me, I am, it all sounds wonderful. I just, I'd love to see it working after you launch one of these POCs and really understand like how it saves someone a ton of money and how it's directly attributable. And it sounds like so, you're well on the way of doing that. Yeah. So. so one of the, one of the main levers that we're hoping to affect is, is on the market research side. We found that on average it's, it's like a 16 to 18 month, uh, R and D cycle for any product development, any month that you can accelerate that, um, that the R, R cycle is product ROI increases by about 15%. So what we're doing is actually automating a good chunk of this data because we have all this all this market research already, all this preliminary thing. So we've done things like creating automated SWOT analysis where we can actually understand the internal strengths and weaknesses compared to the external opportunities and threats of the entire market. And our engine picks this up automatically and it finds things that uh, simply looking at frequencies and express things you couldn't understand. So that it's it's really quite unique, and it's this technology in and of itself is peer reviewed, which is pretty unique in the space as well. And you know, our team is is kind of the you know what you want kind of kind of tackling this kind of problem. Yeah, very good. All right, well, look, I hope you have it back on in a year. We'll see how things are going. For now, though, let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, Dimitri, what's your favorite business book? Uh, right now, uh, console wars by Blake Harris. That's a great book. It's about actually Tom Kalinske and, and how he did see what's it called? Uh, uh, console wars, console of wars, console wars by Blake Harris. It, it, it kind of, it's, it's a story of how Nintendo basically had 98% of the share in the market in the nineties. Now under Tom's leadership, basically Sega came out victorious and gained billions in the U S number it's two, really nice. yeah. number two, who's your uh, favorite CEO or CEO you're uh, studying? Well, fair enough. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll stick with Tom Kalinske in this, in this, in this space. Number three, how many, or sorry, what's your favorite online tool for building a business? Online tool. Um, I like Optimizely. I think that's a really powerful tool, especially for early stage companies. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Uh, at least seven to be okay. fully functional. That's good. And what's your situation? Married, single kids? Oh no, single focusing <laughs> on this thing until, yeah. Not married, <laughs> no, sauce. no kids. And how old are you? Uh, I'm 30 or 31. One of those 31, I think last and last question. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew? Uh, Ooh, trust your brain, trust your instincts. Trust your, those sometimes are very different brain and instincts. Eh, fair enough yeah <laughs> yeah fair enough trust your gut there you go brain. trust yeah, your yeah. instincts guys coming from dimitri again paired up with um some research at a university taking it and trying to under- understand and do sentiment analysis and really figure out how to drive attribution whether it's you know decreasing your r&d cycle or something like that to drive real value into companies today their team of 10 people based out there in california launched the company in 2018 they're doing about five grand per month right now in revenue from a couple early customers they raised about 250 grand currently raising another 500 grand on a convertible note dimitri thanks for taking us to the top. Yeah, man. Thank you for having me.